Hey girl, hey, happy Wednesday. Welcome to another juicy bonus episode of the Creative Relationship That's Real podcast. I am Kamisha, your host, your girl, and the best friend in your head, holding you accountable to living a life full of the love of your dreams. Today, y'all, I am hyped because I have the opportunity to introduce you to, and I'm so excited for you to meet our special guest co-host, Jessica Lundgren. She's a mom, an entrepreneur, and a dating and self-worth coach for growth-minded, driven women who are just tired of dating the wrong guys and are ready to create a fulfilling, loving, and long-lasting relationship. Y'all, like, needless to say, I'm here for it. And I absolutely love what she represents. So let's go ahead and get into the girl talk and start the conversation. Good morning, Jessica. How are you? I am doing so well. It's good to be here, Kamisha. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is going to be a fun conversation. I can't wait to see where it goes because my girl loves to talk about love and relationships as I do. So this is going to be fun. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. It's an all day topic kind of thing. (laughs) Right. So tell me what made you want to become a dating and, you know, self-worth coach? Like what was it that happened to you that was like, okay, yeah, this is what I need to do. Well, it's kind of my life story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my dating started out really, really bad, uh, really painful. I got into my first relationship when I was 16 and I met this boy in Hawaii on vacation. Oh my gosh. And (laughs) I know it was kind of one of those naive here, like, oh, it has to be because how often do you meet someone when you're vacationing in another state? And then we ended up living 20 minutes from each other. And, um, and so we ended up dating if that's what you even want to call it and (laughs) um he ended up breaking up with me over the phone after six months and I was just devastated I you know he called I asked him why he told me it was because I was a drama queen but we had never gotten in any fights like nothing had gone wrong and I was just confused hurt and lost and you guys may be wondering well like, what's the big deal about that? But what happened after that was that I took that label of what he called me and accepted it as truth, as my identity. And that had a horrendous effect and influence on how I behaved and interacted with men moving forward for many, many, many years. And I ended up going into this downward spiral of, you know, hooking up, sleeping around, you know, not ever being able to attract healthy men that were wanting to commit and really love me the way that I wanted and deserved. And it took me a long, long, long time to realize that, you know, one of the big reasons why I was attracting all of these men and why I was, you know, getting into these situationships and just really experiencing this heartbreak was because of my own beliefs and this, you know, one breakup that that really um, directed the course for me for many, many years. Wow. Like, I think that's pretty much like, like a common theme. Like we have this thing where, first of all, we're dating like way too young and trying to take it too seriously, like way too young. (laughs) But it's like, we really, 
hold on to that label. And then it's like, well, how do we get that out of our brains? What at what point do we say, okay, well, that's not what I am. That's not who I am. And I only I feel like until we really get to that point, that's when things start to shift for us. So like, what did the what did the shift like exactly look like for you? Um, I totally agree with what you're saying. And just to add on to that first is oftentimes we're unconscious of what those labels are. And until we have awareness of what it is, we're not going to be able to change anything. Right. <laughs> um, and so for me, um, you know, I like my turning point was when I hit a rock bottom, I contracted a curable STD. And thank God it was curable, but it was a major wake up call of girl, what are you doing? Like, yeah. who am I? Is this really how I want to live my life? You know, I'm, I'm not fulfilled. There's got to be more out there. And when you hit that fork in the road, and we all do, we have a choice. Are we going to continue walking down the path that is known and comfortable and easy, but totally unhealthy and not fulfilling? Or are we going to choose the other route, which is unknown, uncomfortable? We have no idea where it's going to lead or how it's going to feel, but it's got to be better than what we're at right now. And that's kind of, that's what I did. I chose to, to go down the unknown path. I started seeking out mentorship and reading books and attending seminars. And really, you know, I had this drive to understand why, why is this happening to me? Why am I attracting these kind of men? Why, you know, why am I feeling so unloved, unlovable, you know? And I definitely... I got answers. That's a <laughs> it, good it, thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel good at first. You know, when right. you get the truth, it's like, ouch, or man, like I was causing all of this to myself. What? <laughs> but the empowering thing about that is now you have the power to change and the control is back in your hands. Um, and when you have that awareness, you can take your life wherever you want to go. And that's really exciting. Yes. Like I think self-awareness is super important because I know a lot of the times, like, especially like in today's, you know, world, let's be honest, nobody wants to, you know, be accountable. Nobody wants to accept the, you know, I need to be accountable for my own actions. Like it's not just the guy. And I say it all the time. Some of my clients get mad at me and I'm just like, girl, I'm just being real with you. It's not always him. Like we have to look at you as well. There's actually a question that came in and I wanted to see, you know, what your opinion was on it, where I know like you're more of into like the dating and things like that. Like when it comes to dating and um, like being a Christian, like oftentimes we're told, you know, wait, 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 but dating is active. So how do you wait on, wait on God, wait for the right one? Like there's this thing of the one Um, I'm hearing that a lot. (laughs) So I personally believe that there's not just one person out there for us. I believe that there are lots of incredible men that could be a great fit for us. And it's just a matter of how, what's their character? How well do we fit? How, how centered are they on Christ? And can you guys keep God at the center of the relationship? And when you do that, any relationship easy or hard can work out through Christ, right? I think it's a matter of going slow. It's not, you know, it's not a quick race. It's a marathon. And it's really about being connected and centered with yourself and God and knowing 
you know, like being like going on a date and coming back and being able to process and say, okay, like, how did that make me feel? Do I feel empowered and uplifted by this person? Or do I feel drained and kind of, you know, depressed or what's their energy? Um, and really staying connected with yourself the entire process. The second piece of it is that it takes some time to really be able to see the true colors of someone's character and what their relationship with God actually looks like. Mm -hmm. And so as women, it's important to be what I call a detective, which is basically, you know, not trying to change, not trying to save or help, but just watching, being curious and observing who this person is, who God created them to be, and where are they at in their journey right now. If you can't accept them for who they are in this moment, it's not the right person. Does that mean that they could be? Yes. Do you want to wait? You know, I don't know. Like that's kind of a question between you and God to roll around and figure out. But I think the more connected you are with yourself and the more you include God in the journey, the more clear the answer is going to be when, when you need to know. And sometimes you don't know right away. Sometimes you have to give the person a couple chances, go out on a few more dates. Like if you're unsure, you know, know, like be clear on what the hesitation is or like what's causing you to be uh, like unsure of this person and ask like, you know, if you have a concern or, you know, you, you, you've seen a behavior, they've treated you in a certain way, or they said something to you that makes you kind of go, oh, like, you know, I'm not sure. You don't know what their intention is and where their heart is unless that, you know, you confront them about it and you can do it in a, you know, in a loving way. But I, I think that those points in the dating journey are the most important because it's a test to see how you guys are going to work through conflict. How safe do you both feel when one of you has an issue and you need to bring it up to the other? Because that is one of the most key points to a, you know, fulfilling long lasting relationship is creating a safe space where you both can come to each other and be authentic and transparent and say, hey, I'm feeling a little off or I'm a little uncertain about this. You know, what did you mean by that? Or, you know, can you explain this or that behavior really hurts me and, and shuts me down, you know, and have a conversation about it. Um, the best way to test a relationship. Everybody wants a timeline on everything. Like, well, how long should I wait for him to propose? How long should we do this? How long should we do that? And I'm like, <laughs> um, I don't think you're gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna build a relationship if you're constantly putting timelines on things. If you're constantly, you know, one, one sign, one red flag, it's like, and then you're gone. Like maybe it wasn't a red flag. Maybe you didn't look at it correctly. Like you didn't understand where it came from. So I think that's super important for people to really realize that it's going to take time. Like it really is. Yeah. And honestly, my personal opinion is if you're so focused on the timeline and when this should happen, when that should happen, like you're not, you're not yet like you're not yet yet mentally ready to start dating like your mindset is not in the right place it's so vital to be able to be present like when you're on a date that's how our feminine energy shows up the most is when we're actually spiritually mentally emotionally physically there on the date not thinking about okay how many more dates do i need to you know 
go right. go out with this guy until he proposes or oh my gosh my clock is ticking I only have you know this many years until I have, can I can pop out a kid like is this guy going to be able to do it for me like if you're coming into a date or even just going through the dating apps with that energy and mindset it's going to turn men away they're not going to be able to tell you why they're not going to be able to say you know oh like this energy that you have because of da 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 is so off putting but they're going to feel it and they're not going to want to be they're not going to want to get to know you. And so I love to say like the dating journey is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And when you can shift your mindset from, you know, I'm going out dating in order to find a husband to I'm going out dating to have fun, to get to know myself better, to experience all God has for me, your energy radically shifts and it brings out the best in you and that's what men are attracted to yeah so like like and I know a few guys were like well why is there a timeline on everything like she's (laughs) she's putting me under pressure like I have to meet xyz in order for and I'm like I you asking me I mean I'm just saying like that's something that's going on within inside of her not necessarily you so I mean we're gonna just go ahead and say it now like if listeners get nothing else from this episode like what what do you really want that woman who is really struggling right now like what do you want her to know I think you and I pretty much are online like you know on the same page and wavelength with the message that you are worthy you are enough and you have to believe it first and it can't just be a head knowing it has to be a deep soul heart believing knowing like no shadow of a doubt I am worthy I am enough I bring so much value not because of what I do not because of my achievements or successes not because of the people that I know but just be for who I am right now in this moment and sometimes that takes a lot of work and some time to get to that place. I know for me, it has, I'm still working on it. You know, I still have doubts and insecurities, but when you can stand strong in knowing who you are, the worth and value that you have just for being you, dating changes because you have the confidence in yourself and you don't, you're not out, you're not, you're not about to settle. It's, it's like, I know what I want. I know what I'm worth. And I, I'm not going to go any less than that. And you start attracting incredible men. So just keep on going, have faith, take like, you know, have courage, step out into the uncomfort, discomfort of it all and seek out um, support, seek out someone that can help you because dating's not meant to be done alone. It really isn't. So like, what does your actual process look like? Like from start to finish, like, how do, how does that transformation happen? Yeah. So, um, I've interviewed a ton of dating and relationship experts over the last year or so. And there are a handful of like themes or pillars that continue to show up over and over and over again, no matter who I'm talking to when it comes to like healthy dating and you know, fulfilling relationships. And so I've turned that into kind of my methodology. I call it the core five. And, um, you know, if you're someone who, you know, is feels stuck or you're scared to put yourself out there again, or you have this pattern of attracting unhealthy men 
and you're ready for something different, you're ready for more, you're ready to, you know, step out of that comfort zone, then, you know, I take my clients through these five pillars and it's the five topics that when you focus on, you, you can't date the same after going through all five of them. You, and the reason why is because you change as a person, you know, you focus on your self-worth and confidence and they're very, they're very closely connected. Like, I don't believe you can have a true authentic confidence in yourself if you have limiting beliefs about who you are as a person. So, you know, we go into limiting beliefs, we go into self-worth, we talk about having clarity on who the right person is. You, you don't know if you found them, if you don't even know what he looks like. And I'm not talking about height or color of eyes. You know, I'm talking about character. I'm talking yeah. about, you know, foundation. Who is this person when he's stressed? Who it, how does he behave when he's under pressure or gets angry or put into a corner? Um, those types of things. And so it's, it's a journey and um, it's, it's a lot of fun because you really get to discover more about yourself and who you are and um, the possibilities that, that await you. That sounds like it's just spot on. It really does. Like, and like I said before, you know, everyone wants the answers of, you know, how to, how to make it happen. And they want a quick fix or they want a magic button. But I mean, you really have to start with you. You really have to dig deep in the core within yourself first before anything else is going to happen. Yeah. And <laughs> what I've found in my, you know, with working with clients and in my own experience is that when you start dating and you actually put yourself out there and you start, you know, you build the profile and you start talking to men, insecurities and doubts and fears and limiting beliefs immediately start to pop up. And so when you have a coach working on like working with you, you can say that like, you know, oh, I put together my profile today and I got really afraid that, you know, I didn't do the description good enough or the about me part. And it's like, well, what are you afraid of? It's, and that's like where the self-worth comes in. It's like, I'm, I'm afraid that I, you know, I didn't give a true picture of who I am or that they're going to judge me based on that. And, you know, that fear is really underlying to, am I good enough, you know, or can I show, you know, the perfect side of me? It's like, there is no perfect side of you. So I feel like some, like the best, easiest way to really identify some of the core blocks that a person is experiencing is really to actually, you know, start putting yourself out there. You know, I recently started dating again after four years of not dating. I did a lot of I went through probably the biggest betrayal of my entire life. It, I just devastating. And so I wasn't dating for four years. I put myself back out there about two weeks ago and I was terrified. <laughs> like knowing everything that I know, doing all the work that I've done on myself, like I still am terrified. Like, so the fear, I don't think ever goes away, but it's, it's more of like, do you have the right tools on the tool belt in order to identify unhealthy people, to identify unsafe people, to understand how to communicate in a healthy, you know, and effective way. And so it's like, it's, and when you have the right tools on the tool belt, it becomes fun and enjoyable. It's like, I, you know, I'm talking to these guys now. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk to men. Like, this is so scary. What if they don't like me or what if blah, 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 whatever. And girl, I have some 
just in two weeks, I have some crazy stories, like, <laughs> you know, but I'm enjoying myself because it's hilarious. And I'm identifying these things that I, you know, may not have been able to see before. And it's like, I don't care if someone doesn't like me. Like, I don't care if I don't connect with them. Like at first it was like, oh, this kind of sucks. And then I was like, like, that's the old <laughs> you, like, come yeah. on. And so you know, it's fun now. I enjoy it. And I'm maybe going on my first date today. I don't even know. Uh-oh. Like the guys, like, <laughs> I know I'm kind of nervous, but kind of not. So, you know, it's fun. It's enjoyable. And that's how it should be. So <laughs> <laughs> that is so amazing. Well, congratulations to you and super proud of you for actually, you know, <laughs> taking the steps because, you know, like you just have to do it scared. Like at some point you just got to do it. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. And like one of my friends, one of my husband's friends was like, I don't know what would happen if me and my wife got divorced. I don't know what to do. I wouldn't even, <laughs> he's like, I don't even know what's out there anymore. So yeah. I thought it was super hilarious, but yeah. So like, what kind of tips like could you give on amplifying or magnifying your self-worth? Yeah, that is such a good question. Um, I think, I think the first is like you have to gain awareness of where you're at currently with how you like view yourself and one of the quickest ways to do that is to become aware of your self-talk you know when you make a mistake how do you talk to yourself or you know when you don't hit a goal or you don't meet an expectation you have for yourself how do you respond a lot of times you know I clients and it's just it's so habit They've been doing it. They've been talking like that for so long, for so many years that we're totally unconscious of it, you know, and it can be small things like, I don't like the way I look, or, you know, I'm so out of shape and it just is disgusting to me, or I should have done like tried harder or, um, you know, what's wrong with me? I'm a bad mom. Like, you know, things that don't sound too bad really are bad because they've become normalized. Like you're so used to talking to yourself that way that it's just, it's normal. Um, So identifying that limiting self-talk is probably one of the quickest ways to really gain awareness of where you're at in the journey of self-love and acceptance. Um, and then the second part to it is when you talk to yourself like that, or when you throw yourself under the bus or, you know, you condemn yourself or what, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, you have the awareness now it's like, oh man, like, that's not the truth. That's not who I am. Could I have done better? Yes. But does it define who I am as a person? No. And so it's really taking the time to rewire your brain rewire those thoughts that you have and the more you do it your brain starts to create new neural pathways and the more that you train yourself to think differently to speak differently about yourself the deeper and deeper those new neural pathways become and the old ones the way that you used to talk the way that you used to think about yourself just kind of naturally disappear as you you know, as you, as the new ones get more and more, um, ingrained. Um, so that would be my first 
like tip and step. It's really a journey and a process, but I think definitely negative self-talk is, is probably the first place I'd start. Is there anything else that you want to, you know, I may have missed something that you want to throw out there for us? Well, I will. And this is a totally different like topic that can be talked about for hours and hours too. But I will say like, in terms of self-worth, like you can do all of the exercises, like you can do everything right and still not have like, and still have like low self-worth. I think what really helps is becoming aware of like where it came from. And so oftentimes it comes from childhood. It comes from, you know, a traumatic experience that we had it or a betrayal or, you know, having to act out of survival. And so I think when you can um, identify where the belief came from, where this low self-worth came from, then a light bulb kind of goes off where it's like, oh, wow, like that person said that's me. And that's why I feel this way. Or my parents treated me like this. And that's why. And when you have that aha moment, it's like, it's so easy to go, oh, that's not that's not my truth. That's not serving me. I don't want that anymore. And it's, and that's when you start to take the really big shift in your self-worth. Like I, cause I have a lot of clients who go, Oh, like I'm doing the affirmations, you know, I'm, I'm working on my self-talk and I still feel low because the emotions are still inside of you from when they originated. So I do think that you do have to like dive deeper. You have to go back as painful as it is. I'm not saying stay there, not don't stay in the past, but you do have to revisit and understand like, you know, where did this come from? Why do I feel this way? And you have to let go of the emotion. You have to release it from your body before you can start experiencing that, that really big change in self-worth and confidence. So I, I, do, I did want to put that piece in there because I do think that part's really important. Um, but other than that, I think we've covered so much. So yes, I think we have too. So just let them know, like, how can they connect with you? Yeah. So the best place is my website, which is jessicaelundgren.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at findingthegoodmen. Um, I do have this really fun um, date with me program going on right now. So if you want accountability, you want support, let's actually date together. Um, everything that we do is live. So from setting up your profile to starting to interact with men to going on your first date, uh, cause I literally totally can understand like <laughs> all the fear and insecurities that come up. So, you know, reach out to me if that sounds something that like you'd be interested in, cause it is, it's a lot of fun to be in community and date together. It's like being with your girlfriends and yes. oh, he's so cute or oh, <laughs> you know, so. Yes, yeah. oh my goodness, that sounds so dope. Like, thank you so much for doing this with me today. I had so much fun and I know that they are absolutely gonna love this conversation. Yeah, and the last plug is that Kamisha is joining me for my Dating with Confidence Summit coming up on April 7th. So mm-hmm. if you all want to, hear all of the speakers there's 15 of us hear all of the incredible interviews kamisha's on there too it's going to be a lot of fun you can register at confidentdatingsummit.com it's going to be awesome
And that's a wrap for today's episode. All the love, support, and so many thank yous extended to Jessica for speaking with me on this week's episode. I've put the link in the show notes where you can find all of her information and more details on how to connect with her as well as the info to grab your free ticket to attend her Dating with Confidence Summit that I have the honor and privilege of speaking in. It's happening tomorrow, April 7th through April 10th. So grab your ticket so you don't miss the tea and your chance to get your love life together with Jessica, myself, and other guest speakers. As always, if you love what we talked about today and what I'm dishing out in my corner of the podcasting world, be sure to click subscribe to get notifications when new episodes drop and connect with me to keep the conversation going. Send me a DM on Instagram at kamisha.co, that's C-A-M-I-S-H-A dot C-O, or text the word COACH to my direct line at 757-210-6878. Let me know if this episode was an eye-opener for you, and don't forget to share with a friend. Go enjoy the rest of your day, girl. I love you. Happy spring. Stay safe, and thanks for listening. Until next time, love, we'll chat soon. Peace.